0: It's important we look at the facts. Why? Why? Douglas
1: Ross is sounding pretty scared.
0: I believe in independence. And he clapped like a seal. Hello and welcome to a budget special of Planet Hollywood. I'm Paul Hutchin, political editor of The Daily Record. And joining me this week are Planet Hollywood stalwarts, Hannah Roger, who's the chief reporter of the Sunday Mail, and also Ben Borland, editor of the Scottish Daily Express. Budgets can be pretty dry. boring affairs, particularly Holyrood budgets. The one that we had yesterday doesn't fit into that category. It was Shona Robeson's first as finance secretary, and I think it'd be fair to say it was a shit show from beginning to end. The problem she faced was that uh, she had a a £1.5 billion black hole to fill, she did it with a series of tax rises and spending cuts. Never a particularly good political combination.
1: I was thinking, okay, well, I suppose it's good for people who are on the Scottish child payment because that's gone up, but then there's so many other things that are that are really going to impact people in poverty. So it's just very hard to say, oh, this has been a great budget for X, Y and Z. I think all round, everybody's just scunnered.
0: You can justify tax rises. You can justify going back to uh, taxpayers for more money if you are linking it to specific outcomes. If you say, we need to ask the rich and the wealthy for a bit more, and then that is directly going to lead to a fall in poverty or a big fall in NHS waiting times. But I can't see any sort of linkage. It just seems to be um, uh, trying to maintain what are struggling public
1: services? Uh, well, yeah, but also in terms of public services, I mean, Shona Robison herself already said uh, that basically people, or the, the way, what did she say? The way our public services operate and the scale of them is essentially going to be, you know, drastically different going forward. I just think, what what does that mean? You know, we've had... Um, like the emergency services in particular have been kind of crying out for more funding um, at the Sunday Mail. We've done a lot on particularly the impact on fire service and the police um, and the impact of the sort of dwindling budget there. And I, I really, even though the Scottish government are saying, "Oh, well, this is a record funding level for emergency services, unfortunately, it's just not enough. Um, you know, we've got fire stations that are literally being held up by scaffolding and parts of them have been, you know, condemned because they're, you know, so old. Um, you've got the police who are saying we're not going to be able to respond to certain types of incidents. So essentially, you know, if you get burgled or mugged or, you know, whatever, um, if, if it's something that they see as a minor, fairly minor incident, that might not be investigated. And, and. You know it's really, really scary, and the problem with these things as well is, you know, these public services they have a duty to the public to provide, um, you know, safety, protection, etc. So if you're going to have situations where they physically can't respond to these incidents and people are put at risk, you know, unfortunately you are going to see, um, you know, more incidents, more, more tragedies, more accidents, potential lawsuits, which are going to cost money. You know so it, it it's kind of very short sighted but then at the same time you know I think the Scottish government I think they've been I think they've been quite clever in how that they have um sort of prepared the public for this because we heard you know oh they're having emergency cabinet meetings this is you know we've got a one point five billion pound black hole so I think they sort of you know they laid the groundwork for it to be Um, a very, very difficult budget. So almost it's like people can't see... People people are not surprised, I suppose, that it was going to be brutal. But I think there's still a lot of organisations who are surprised at the level of brutality that that we saw yesterday.
0: And Ben, just talk to me. What's your view on this growing tax gap between Scotland and England? Um, Clearly, folk... What we call the middle Scotland, and then the wealthier folk are paying a lot more in tax up here compared to, to, to England. And then, of course, as Hannah says, the services are getting worse. So it seems like people are paying a lot more for less. It's a disaster. Um I hate to say
2: we told you so, but The Express has been highlighting for years that this administration is a disaster zone it's awful it's terrible Um, the tax gap is only going to make things worse the economy's going the wrong direction Um, you know you you talk about companies wanting to invest in scotland and they're going to look at the tax gap and they're going to move somewhere else in the uk it's i mean it's it's basic national five level economics and we've been driven down this road. I think the the one glimmer of light is that maybe this is actually going to be the last SNP budget for a long, long time. I I believe that the coalition is going to collapse after the general election. And I think hopefully we might have somebody else, another party um, who's, uh, ambition isn't just to drive a wedge between Scotland and the rest of the UK and and actually wants to work together for for, for the you know for, for our schools for our hospitals for people in poverty whose number one ambition is to make Scotland as it currently exists in the united kingdom better rather than the The you know number one aim is always 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 going to be the constitution, and this is where it's led us. It's led us into this dire situation where we're paying. I mean, people earning forty three thousand pounds are now higher earners. You know that. I mean, that's a good wage, but try telling someone on forty three thousand pounds that they need to pay. you know, more than their counterparts in Wales, Northern Ireland or England. There's a cost of living crisis, people have got energy bills to pay, people have got their mortgage to pay. And, and they've been asked to pay a couple of grand more in tax. It, it's crazy. And, and like you say, for no apparent benefit, public services are not better here, there, there is nothing here, that that is, is different to south of the border. You know, maybe on prescriptions, tuition fees. I was going to mention
0: that, Ben. I mean, you you know, we, we may agree on this one. Um, just in terms of how to actually plug this this uh, deficit, this black hole. So, you know, clearly they have decided to go for income tax and decided to go back to the taxpayer for more. But it is the case over the last sixteen years, they have. Implemented a series of policies which provides um, programs and benefits to everyone. So, as you say, higher education, free prescriptions, free baby boxes, free this, free that, um, bus passes for uh, everyone when they they hit sixty. Do you think it's chickens coming home to roost, and that it's just not not sort of reined in these types of policies? I I think the immediate. Um, one of the biggest con-
2: contributors to this this uh, black hole, as you know, as we're terming it, is the public sector pay deals that have been agreed in the past twelve months. So, while some of these are longer term things that that you know we're now struggling to pay for, th- these are much more short term consequences of decisions that have been taken in the past twelve months. And the SNP have made lots of political capital, or have tried to, out of oh, you know, our doctors aren't striking out, our public sector pay deals are, are, are better here, but they've got to be paid for. You know, if 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 at the first sign of trouble, you cave in and agree a bumper pay deal, then you're gonna need to pay for it, and this is what we're all doing now. We're paying for it because our swimming pools are going to be getting closed our potholes in our roads aren't going to be filled despite the fact that we're all paying more in tax it's i i think i think th- this is it this is the the watershed moment when mm. finally the rest of scotland I, I hate to say this get on board with the express and and the others who've been saying for years that this is a calamity of an administration And all the Where where I
0: agree with you, where I agree with you, Ben, is that I think that um, in terms of the public sector pay deals, a lot of the money has gone to people who are not in poverty, and I think that they should have been much more disciplined in ensuring that the generous rises went to folk at the bottom. So I do think that that's come back to haunt them. I think that a lot of these universal programmes, if they drained them in, we would not have a 1.5 billion black hole and that, that is it's it's a failure to take tough decisions, difficult decisions, trying to be everything to everyone all the time that's that's why we are where we are and we've now well, got-
1: no, I'm sorry I need to make a point here first of all I, I accidentally muted myself so I, I was actually kind of shouting at Ben but no one could hear me first of all I don't think that many people are going to get on board with the Expresses uh, militant position but also, right I don't think I do understand what you're saying about oh, free this, free that but see if we look at the Welsh Government, right, the Welsh Government don't have free this and free that and they've got a £900 million black hole in their budget, which, you know Scotland's got £1.5 Wales is a slightly smaller country, so you can understand, like, you know It's not in the sort of, um, it's proportionate to the size of the country and that doesn't, Wales doesn't have all these free things, so why have they got the same level of of deficit as Scotland when, you know, it's a different administration, different policies and yet they're struggling as well? You know, I'm not saying that all of the the policies in Scotland around free prescriptions, etc, are, you know, are... Right, or are the solution, or, or sorry, are the problem to this at all? Because how, how can we say that when when you look at Wales?
0: No, no, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um, erase the UK government out of the equation on this. I think that there was always going to be some sort of deficits, um, but I think that if there had been more prudent management of the previous budgets, it would be far less. I mean, to give you an example, Hannah, we I mean, were talking about a 1.5 billion black hole here the original there mm-hmm. was 1 billion and then what did yeah. they do, do they went for a council tax freeze which basically you know required them to find extra uh, funding in a very tight settlement I mean, it was yeah. a crazy decision absolutely crazy um yeah. it's this, this sort of shallow populism of just trying to appeal to everyone not not picking a side essentially mm-hmm. saying that uh, this group of people need uh, more help than, than than folk in the middle and the top that's what's kind of that's what's kinda, kinda kibosh them I think.
1: Yeah potentially and also um Ben you had said something about sorry my cat is really just trying to get involved in the podcast today. Oh. Uh,
0: <laughs> he's yeah, got some, trying, some cat's raging about it as well.
1: Yeah well he has he's raging about everything all the time. Um Ben you had mentioned about the public sector pay deals and I do actually you know i am in favor of of course public sector workers being paid a good fair wage for the work they do and i think that they haven't had a wage rise that's you know proportionate to the cost of living and inflation etc for a long time however there i couldn't help but feel when those negotiations were happening that I think it's great that they they achieved the settlements, et cetera, but I did feel as if the Scottish government were desperate to say, look, we haven't had any strikes in Scotland and England, you've had strikes, so therefore we are better. And when you look at, like, for example, the junior doctor's settlement, et cetera, it was, you know, people were questioning, really, like they've got a, I think it was, what was it, 14% or or something very very high like that i'm not saying they don't deserve it but i feel like there was an element of well we can sort this out and and the uk government you've messed it up and and potentially they were rushing or they made better deals than they could afford to try and make themselves politically look better or to make a political point
0: yeah i agree with that 100 percent. i mean yeah and, and I do
1: think we're we're now in a situation where, you know, I mean, can we talk about housing? The housing.
0: Well, yeah, I was going to I was going to ask you about that. So the the deepest cut, the most eye catching cut, given that I think various councils have declared a homelessness emergency, which um...
1: which let's just say that doesn't actually mean anything or do anything.
0: But it's you know it's quite a bold declaration. It shows the the scale of the problem. And yeah. you look you look at the budget and I think is it what a two hundred million pound cut for um housing and, and building standards? Yeah. I mean, that seems absolutely twenty six
1: percent cut in the the housing uh social housing, affordable housing. I mean, you know, you've got quite rightly homeless charities who are coming out saying this is going to make more people homeless. You know, it's 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 terrifying and then you've got people who are being evicted from their homes you've got people who can't pay you know their mortgage because the interest rates are going up and they can't afford it it's just a mess it really is a complete mess and I think that yeah I mean I wish I had the solution I really really don't but it's hard that's a hard one to justify I don't know what you think Ben you, you probably think that social housing is all a waste of money anyway.
2: Uh, no, no, not at so, so.
1: all. <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs>
2: um, I, I, I just don't know where to start. It's such a terrible, terrible budget. And, you know, at the risk of repeating... My, really, we could have avoided this and had... You know, I, I'm, I'm not... Um, I'm not just knee-jerk anti-SNP. If mm. Kate Forbes had a won the SNP leadership contest back in March, I don't think we'd be in this position. I think the, the reason we are in this position is that the Humza Youssef, Shona Roberson and the team around him are useless. They are shocking politicians and, and they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> They just don't know what they're doing. If, I do if, think... If Kate oh, no. Forbes would have won, I think Kate Forbes was a credible candidate. She understands the economy. She, un- she, she would have jettisoned the Greens. We w- we would have had a very, very different budget because we would have had a different... Yeah, I mean, uh,
0: there still would budget. have been a 1.5 billion... Well, well, I mean, you said it. yourself it
2: grew from 1 billion to one point five on the back of the council tax
0: freeze. I think her instincts would have been to freeze the council tax as well.
1: But there, can I just say, right, yes, we're, we, there was always going to be some sort of deficit, but see if you look at the amount of money wasted, for example, on the DRS scre- scheme, on the, um, the legal challenges and all the preparation for the gender recognition reform uh, bill... Uh, the marine areas policy that's gone in the bin, the ferries, obviously, that we like to talk about all the time. Um, I just feel like there's been so much wastage of public money that, you know, and and unfortunately, and, you know, as much as people like to kind of say, oh, she's anti-Green and you don't like the Green Party, it's not the the Greens as a, a party that I dislike. I dislike the way that they have come into government and, and kind of shoveled in these policies that are not popular, that are not, you know, they just don't make economic sense. And and now we're seeing the consequences of that. that we've had, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of pounds wasted on these cat po- policies that have now just ended up in the bin.
0: Can I just push back on that a little bit? I don't I don't think DRS is a green policy. It was the policy of the SNP minority government um, before the Greens. Now you can say that Lawrence Slater messed it up, but it was already Scottish government policy that the Greens. Um, the, the problem. Right, that the DRS. money would have
1: been wasted if it actually went ahead.
0: Well, look, it might be, if we can put a man on the moon, surely we can have a, a workable DRS scheme. It shouldn't be beyond well, the whip. Well, yeah, would. but
1: who who's responsible for it falling apart?
0: Or well, the administration, but it's not—it's not a green policy. It was a, okay, well, it was a green, green minister um... who messed it up, though. The, the thing with the DRS was, of course, it's workable,
2: but it needs to be a UK scheme. Mm-hmm. And why did we want a Scotland-only scheme? Because of the nationalist agenda at the heart of the government, that Scotland has to have a separate scheme to the rest of the UK. Because why? why I would... think
1: the point was Scotland wanted to be
2: first. And, f- and first, yeah, score of political points. Here, right, we've... Oh,
0: I mean... Well, obviously, yeah. d- I wait, I you right. do something that's decent and progressive. You might be waiting a long time, though.
1: Well, yeah, but the UK government has said that it wants to do this scheme in 2025.
0: Yeah, but they say a lot of things, and uh, it doesn't really materialise. Um, well, I'm, know, I'm not, not going to defend the Scottish government and DRS, but... Uh, yeah. no, I mean, and my
1: overall point is, you know regardless of the individual policies that have failed etc i think there's been a huge amount of public money wasted on things that have not gone to plan and you know things that are over budget etc never mind the cost of as ben was saying they free this and free that and i think you know they really need to just buck up their ideas and stop wasting everybody's money on this nonsense
0: Oh, motion, motion passed on that. but just a sort of sharper political angle. Um, you know, Sunak said I think this week that there would be a general election next year, so it's not going to be kicked into January 25. That's led like to speculation uh, on whether it will be spring, uh, maybe uh, autumn. Now, these income tax rises I think will come into force in April next year. Um, and there's an expectation that the Tories will cut income tax in their budget. So, you know, these tax rises, these spending cuts that we're seeing from the SNP, these are going to be general election problems for. These are these are general election tankers.
2: You know, this is going down with the ship kind of policies. Um, we already know that tax um, and and the fact that people are paying higher taxes uh, was a big factor in the Rutherglen and Hamilton West by-election. I think it caught a lot of people by surprise that that was one of the cut-through issues. Um, It it looks as though the council tax freeze was kind of a response to that. Um, I I just think we're going to see Rutherglen and Hamilton West repeated on a massive scale across the country. and. If that doesn't trigger the end of Hamza Youssef and the end of the Butte House agreement, I, I, I don't know what will. I, I, I genuinely think that this is this is the last ever SMP budget. I, but I how, that, that,
1: how can that be?
2: Well, I, I think they're going to drop to, you know, they're going to get hammered, hammered in the general election
1: but there'll be another budget next year before the
2: Hollywood I don't, election. I, don't, I, think, I think I think. this triggers a hammering in the general election, which triggers the end of Humza Youssef, which triggers the end of the Butte House Agreement, which probably means
0: a Hollywood election sooner rather than later. I think the most dramatic thing that could happen is Humza resigns and then there's a new leader. It's very difficult to... Sort of trigger an election, but I mean, who knows? Um, I don't think that 2024 is going to be uh, the SNP's greatest year. Um, and I just sticking on the general election theme, mm. the big money earner in terms of the income tax changes is the sort of fiscal drag where tens of thousands of folk are going to pay the 42p rate, um, mm-hmm. as their salary goes into about 43 grand. That seems to be. More perilous for the SNP, for the SNP than you know, putting one P on the top rate attacks tax because that affects fewer people. Do you sense that it's the, the folk on 40 or 50 grand that they're the ones who are going to punish the SNP at the election?
1: Well, yeah. And as I think as Ben was saying as well, you know, people who earn £43,000 are now considered high earners. Um, you know, as anybody looked at the cost of, you know, everything and realised if you earn that amount of money, if you're in any sort of debt whatsoever, you know, it's very, very hard to make ends meet at the end of the day. So I do think that people, I mean, I think that, yeah, I think that the, the sort of what I would say is middle income, I think that they are going to have real problems with uh, yesterday's budget and they probably will react at the ballot box. But um, and I mean, there's no getting around it now. Scotland has Scotland's got the highest rate of tax of anywhere in the UK. So I think really anyone who earns like, you know, a decent enough wage to be in one of those kind of higher brackets, um, is not going to be particularly happy about it, especially come April when they look at their um, wage slip.
0: Yeah, and completely different subject, uh, Hannah. GRR. Um, mm. we, um, Very recently, the court session uh, effectively backed Alistair Jack, the Scottish secretary, over the the dispute, over the the GRR legislation. Mm -hmm. It seems like the Scottish government will announce today they're not going to be appealing that uh, court judgment. What's What's your view on it?
1: I mean, I think, you know, putting aside any of... Like opinion of the actual issue itself, I think that the Scottish government was in a really really tough position in terms of this appeal because we know that it's cost two hundred odd thousand pounds already. Alistair Jack was heavily, or you know, the Scotland Office heavily briefing that if um, you know that basically they were minded, I think the phrase was to seek costs from the Scottish government for their legal fees. So if they appealed it and lost that again, the legal bills would be even higher. I mean, we could have reached a million pounds if you include the two governments' legal costs. I think that, you know, the fact that the the um, Court of Session in Scotland had decided that the UK government's actions were lawful, if they were to appeal that, They would have to go to the Supreme Court in London and therefore, I think, optically saying that, you know, you believe that a London court's opinion is more important than Scotland's highest civil court for an SNP government is not a good look. You know, so there was just, you know, the actual issue aside, it was just never, never going to turn out very well after that ruling you know like and i think if they had said they were going to yeah if they had said they were going to appeal it would look like they they were trusting a english court over a scottish court and also i think it would be very hard for them to justify further expense given the budget situation yesterday um i do think that it's you know hugely it's going to be hugely disappointing for many many transgender people um in Scotland, I think that people who have been in support of this legislation over the past you know, seven, mm. eight years um, are just exhausted mm. by the whole thing. Um, but I think fundamentally, Hamza, Youssef couldn't really win as soon as that judgment came down from the court of session.
0: Ben, uh, Hannah mentioned sort of the budget uh, dimension there. It's not really credible, is it, to see a Scots look or... Tapping you for more income tax, or going to cut your services. But by the way, we found a bit of extra cash for a legal peel on this uh, issue. Yeah, I, it, I,
2: as I said, it, it was kind of inevitable as soon as the court session uh, judgment came in. I think personally, I think there's there's far bigger issues that that need resolving: uh, schools, roads. I mean, I think people up in Breakin would appreciate a bit of extra support to recover from the flooding two months ago. Uh, th- th- there are other things that the government should be getting on with. I think this has been a very long, tiring, costly exercise. Um,
0: and and let, let's move on, really. Fair um, and Ben, good week, bad week? Um,
2: I was saying before the show, they're not very inspired choices, I'm afraid. Uh, bad week. Um, I, I mean, Shona Robison. Uh, <laughs> you shocked me. <laughs> um, I, I, I've never actually met Shona Robeson. I, I don't have a very high opinion of her as a politician. Let me really?
1: You'd never have guessed.
2: Um, I, I think it's a bad week. I, I don't think she should be in charge of the devolved finances Um, I think she's not done a particularly good job in most of her ministerial posts Um, my understanding is she's an old pal of Nicola Sturgeon's and that somehow has allowed her to 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 set this budget you know is that really the best we can do um, I don't had, really
1: think that's. I don't think her being pals with Nicola Sturgeon's getting to do with her being allowed to set the budget. But anyway, let's just move on from that.
2: Well, no, I mean, more, you know that's how she has ended up in this position. But but anyway, no, no I, I get what you mean. But but either way, she had a bad week, uh, a good yeah. week. Um, sort of by comparison, Jeremy Hunt, who I don't think um will go down as one of the great chancellors, but it, by comparison, I mean it. it, it he looks, you know, like a towering figure in, in the financial world. And also he's had some good news this morning. Um, inflation's down again. I think we're, we can all uh, get behind the fact that while Rishi Sunak may not be meeting all his five key targets, one in particular looks like it's going to be a millstone around his neck. The, the one that I think was the most important and in getting inflation down. You know, that, that, that it's now coming down in spades. So, so
0: that's great news. Well done, Jeremy. You've partially cleaned up the mess that your predecessor uh, bequeathed everyone. Um, Hannah, over to you. Good week, bad week?
1: Well, to be honest, good week, I really, I really struggled. I mean, there's a couple of people I could say. I will just say, as I promised to several weeks ago, good week. Is going to be Michael Matheson because he's still in a job, but that is not my official uh, suggestion. Um, no, I think it's been a good week for Scottish Labour in the sense that they're not the Tories and they're not the SNP. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think that, to be honest, I don't think they've done that great a job. They've obviously been very, very critical of the budget, But in terms of what they would offer up instead, we haven't really seen a lot of concretes there, but I do think they've managed to kind of avoid too much uh, turmoil purely because they're not in power, so they, they can't really be blamed for any of this mess. Um, they're
0: just they're the sort of two failing governments line and that's it. Well,
1: it, exactly, you know, and obviously Ben will not be surprised that I've said Labour. Um, but good or sorry, bad week. I mean, take your pick, bloody everybody. But I specifically have picked um, the emergency services just because, you know, we've had months and months and months of them talking about the dire situation and the real risk to to the public and to people's lives if they do not receive the funding that they need. And unfortunately, you know, regardless of the Scottish government spin, they have not received the funding that they need. So I think, you know, it's it's not not a great week for them. But I mean, you could say basically everyone's had a bad week because of this stupid budget.
0: Yeah, bad week, the people of Scotland.
1: Yeah. Bad week, the people of Scotland, minus Michael Matheson. Ugh.
0: All right. I think that pretty much wraps it up. Um, thanks again to Hannah and to Ben. Um, I don't think we're going to have a Planet at Holyrood for a couple of weeks now, given the, the Christmas and New Year period. So we will see you when Parliament resumes early January. Um, hope you tune in and thanks again. It's important we look at the facts. Mm. Why? Why? Douglas Ross is sounding pretty scared. I believe in independence. And he clapped like a seal.